This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Dumb Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Cassie Jerkins, and this is a show where I get funny people to come on to talk about a smart topic they consider themselves to be an amateur expert in. Yep, it's a show where we all just like to get nerdy and and have a good time. And uh, this episode, I think, is very special and honest um, for both my guest and me. So I think you guys will enjoy it as as well as learning about a very interesting psychological disorder. I know I'm a big psychology nerd, so this was especially fun to talk to somebody that has this disorder and uh, is very open and honest about it. Yeah, I think you guys are going to like it. It's Obsessive Compulsive Disorder with our very funny, talented guest, WayKU. You can follow WayKU on Twitch at Desk Clerk. Real quick for those of you who are like, what is obsessive compulsive disorder? Or you may commonly have heard it referred to as OCD. Here's a little blurb from the National Institute of Mental Health. Obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, is a common chronic and long-lasting disorder in which a person has uncontrollable reoccurring thoughts, obsessions, and behaviors, compulsions, that he or she feels the urge to repeat over and over. Not fun. Yeah. It can interfere with all aspects of your life. It's tough. Obsessions are repeated thoughts, urges, or mental images that cause anxiety. So common ones are fear of germs or contamination, unwanted, forbidden, or taboo thoughts involving sex, religion, and harm, aggressive thoughts towards others or selves, or having things symmetrical or in perfect order. I think a lot of people think of like cleaning cleaning houses, clean, 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 bleach, bleach, bleach. Don't step on a crack. You'll break your mom's back. Compulsions are repetitive behaviors that a person with OCD feels the urge to do in response to an obsessive thought. Common compulsions include excessive cleaning and or hand washing, ordering and arranging things in a particular precise way, repeatedly checking on things such as repeatedly checking to see if the door is locked or that the oven is off, and compulsive counting. So rituals. Uh, yeah, Wake kills it and gets way into it. So I just wanted to read that blurb so you guys can jump in with us. Today's episode is brought to you and me and everybody by Showtime. That's right. You can get a Showtime subscription on Amazon.com. Unlimited access to addictive dramas, hilarious comedies, movies, and so much more. You can start your seven-day free trial today at BoardWalkAudio.com slash Showtime. That's right. Seven days free. Get that binging in. And if you're like, you know what? I love this. I want to keep this. It's only $8.99 a month after that. Anything you want to watch on Showtime. Woo! If you haven't already, please rate and review this show on iTunes. It helps us get more visible, especially with those sexy five stars. And you can leave a review saying, hey, Cassie, you should get this guest on your show. Or, hey, Cassie, I would love to hear you all talk about this topic. Write it under the view, and I'm going to make it happen. Ooh, 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 ooh. All right, let's get into this episode with WayKU on... Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. I'm ready to jump in. Okay, then we just jumped oh in. Oh my God, we're jumping in. We Here did we are. It. Okay, thank you for coming. Hi, Cassie. Thank you for having me. Burr, 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 burr. 
Let's just do that for the entire podcast. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, just, yeah, 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 let's just do that. And People someone will, will be like, this is exactly what I was expecting. One person. When I downloaded this episode <laughs> <laughs> on OCD. OCD. Oh, Lord. Obsessive compulsive disorder. I'm crazy. You're crazy. We're all crazy. I'm, yes, we are all we crazy. Are crazy. We're all crazy and we're, and we're all sane. Yeah. yeah Honestly, it's, like. It's all relative. It's all relative. And, like, I know I've gone through periods of my life where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm. So like not normal, crazy, like don't fit in. And then other times where I'm like, I'm pretty basic. <laughs> but aren't you proud of that though? That you're not, that you are crazy and don't fit in? Like, is it something think, to be like, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think basic. I've learned to like embrace it, that that's like just kind of what makes me who I am. Um, but then I think it bothers me when I feel like I won't be able to like, uh, like do normal things or whatever. Can you name a thing? Um, like I think be like in a relationship successfully. I think would be like one. Uh, that's very that's very general though. Like I feel like everyone has that thought, but it's yeah, like yeah, specifically exactly. about it though. It, yeah, exactly. You know? Like it's one of those things where it's like when I want to go down the rabbit hole of like, oh, I'm just gonna be alone for my like my whole life because I'm unable to like have deep connections with people. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. But then welcome to my therapy session. Exactly. <laughs> then, like, coming out on the other side is like, oh, that's a common fear that most of us have. And also, Cassie, look at all the love you have in your life. Aww. <laughs> yeah. I Aww. yeah. I that's the thing I'm like like, yeah, we all have like our hardships and craziness, but like I feel like my practicing gratitude helps me like stay sane of being like, look at all these friends I have and I get to do comedy and I have my own place with a bunch of cats. Oh, like my that's Lord. pretty great. That's very healthy of you. I'm very proud of you Thank because you. that's something that I've been working on. Okay. <laughs> something that I've been working on. Are you, do you feel like you're more mean to yourself, your inner voice? Oh, that's been the general story for my entire life, but only in the past couple of years have I really done some work that has been focused and effective. I'm glad. I'm so glad that you took that step. Oh man, it took a while though. But you uh, know, sometimes I, you got to hit rock yeah. bottom before you, uh, or not rock bottom, but some sort of. Something. Yeah. No, I have, yeah. I have people in my life that I'm just like, you should, you should go to therapy. Like, <laughs> I, I know. And like, it sucks. Cause it like, I feel like in LA, like everyone's like, oh yeah, my therapist, my therapist. Mm. Um, but mm-hmm. like, I know people like in my hometown and stuff, it still has like a very oh, hardcore boy. stigma to it, especially for men. I think a mm-hmm. lot of men are like, I'm like, I, yeah, like we one could- person in particular, I'm not going to say, <laughs> like, he will even say like, oh, all this terrible stuff has happened to me or whatever, but at least I'm not in therapy. No, oh my And God. I'm like, no, no, that's like the best thing you could do for yourself. I know, but I, I mean like, yeah. Oh, yeesh. yeah. Uh, at least you should be in therapy. I know. I try to like plant seeds like, uh, oh gosh, we're just going to talk about our therapy. I know. It's <laughs> like, you know what? Forget but OCD. Honestly, Let's just talk about <laughs> But, uh, but my therapist, she put it like, in, uh, like your sessions are like, it's like a sanctuary for you, which I think was like a really cool way to look at it. That's awesome. Especially for people that are really hard on themselves and have a lot of shame is like uh, to give yourself an hour to be like, this is just going to be all about me. And like, yeah, and I'm just going to like work through my shit and celebrate who I am and everything. 
Yeah. That's what a good therapist does. Yeah. She's is good. they I like her. is they do. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my big sister I never had. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Because that's what a lot of people don't realize. And maybe this is the last thing we'll talk about. Okay. We'll kind of we'll segue. We'll segue because OCD. I you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I you know, that's what I was trying to tell some of my friends is that, you know, a therapist, you can't a, a friend or a mom mm-hmm. or a, or someone in your life on a personal level can't really be that necessarily. Yeah. You know, it has to be this person that has been trained and is their job to provide this space for you. Yeah. You know, and someone who is not in that kind of mindset will not be able to do that. Right. You know, like your mom, sure, she, just, she, she probably has her best interests and is probably saying helpful things to you. Yeah. But she has her own shit that's in that's in stake yeah. with what's going on right yeah you she know has that's some gonna sort affect of biased an investment towards you yeah 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 and that's what's so great about therapists is like what you said it's a sanctuary for you it's all about you it's all about you it's all baby. about you baby you can be selfish don't you as want, fuck don't you want a place where it's all about, about you, you? <laughs> and that's why so many actors are <laughs> and uh i would think stand-up comics uh oh yeah but uh, i mean oh gosh uh yeah i did stand oh up for a while and there was a lot Kevin of people i'm like please just go to therapy stop <laughs> mistake I, oh my god that's every thought i have when i go to open mic it's like you guys should be at therapist right now you should yeah. not be uh, here oh yeah. lord oh no. boy okay okay well yeah. anyways obsessive uh, compulsive, compulsive disorder. disorder why did you pick this topic why did i pick this topic why did I did I pick this topic? Yeah, I think yeah. Did I pick this topic? We were talking okay. uh, at a meeting and we were <laughs> like and I said pick some topics and then I think maybe you like gave like an umbrella term like psychology or something. That's and I was right. Like, and oh, you I were really like want interested in yeah. OCD. So tell me, okay, so <laughs> to throw it back at you, why did you pick why did you want me to talk about OCD? Okay, well, uh I've been wanting to get someone to come on to talk about something that has to do with psychology because I am very nerdy about psychology. Mm-hmm. I mentioned to you I have a minor in it. Mm-hmm. Uh when I when I first started going to college, uh I was very much like like, I feel like a lot of 18 year olds, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. There are five things I think I could do in my life that would I would be very happy with. Mm-hmm. And one of them was becoming a therapist. So I was. Just, oh, me too. Yeah. So I was just taking a lot of like psychology classes. And my favorite one was abnormal psychology. psychology. Oh, man. And I remember my first abnormal psychology teacher. He like worked in a mental institution for like. 10, 15 years. Oh my God. So he that had is like some great stories. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wowie. Yeah. The thing though, when, when I was 18, I was very much just bright eyed and bushy tailed and was like, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm like much older, I'm like, oh, I can see symptoms now of people that are like suffering from certain disorders or like drug abuse or something. And it's, uh, Sometimes it's hard to see and like be like, damn, this sucks that this is like a part of our life is that our brain is this organ that can like malfunction or Mm -hmm. like work in a way that's like can hinder the person from doing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's very, that's very aware. It's it's very woke of you to say that. I think a lot of people don't know that. Um, Maybe they know it, but they don't really know it. It might be something to like, I don't know. I feel like we are in a really good spot of like people are starting to be more aware and conscious and like, Mm -hmm. so maybe like, yeah, like I think a lot of like handicaps or differences, uh, people are just like, haven't been exposed to it. So they just don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I think by having 
exposure and being like, hey, look, this is like these are people and uh, maybe people will be more woke to it <laughs> and understanding. Yeah. 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 I'm all about I'm always all about understanding. And I think I, I, I agree, like definitely like people should be exposed to it more. And mm. I think what's most important also is like the self understanding the more yeah. you understand that within yourself, the more you can see it in other people. Oh, interesting. Yeah I've, yeah. I've noticed that a lot, that a lot of people that I know who have problems understanding others is a lot of times they don't really understand themselves. And I think mm. that that's, that's kind of the first step. The yeah. kind of first unintuitive step is to really delve into yourself first so that you can see yourself in others. Whoa, you know? that's um, deep. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm so deep. I'm so deep and <laughs> smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's true because I know when I'm working through my shit, I start to see like, oh, other people have that wall up or have like this thing too that is like preventing them from... Yeah. Because you see your own walls, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, right? And being aware is half the battle. Oh, the it's, other it's battle such a big part of the battle. Is taking it down. Oh, and man. That's, it's so scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can all be scary. Okay? Oh, boy. Oh, oh Lord. Oh, yeah, my God. Ugh. But specifically OCD. Uh-huh, I feel like uh-huh. we were talking about psychology and then you pitched OCD. Mm-hmm. I'm, so. Well, because I have it uh-huh. and also because... Um, I majored in psychology and mm-hmm. I did cognitive neuroscience for three years after, after college. Ooh. Yeah. I did TBI, which is traumatic brain injuries. Oh, wow. Uh, I did studies on that. I did uh, a lot of MRIs, fMRIs, functional mm-hmm. magne- magne- mm-hmm. magnetic resonance imaging. Cool. It's very fancy sounding. I sound like a very fancy scientist. Uh, no, I'm very proud of that part of my life. <laughs> that's you know? awesome. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I have a deep, that's, that was my first love. I would say before mm-hmm. comedy was, was mm-hmm. psychology and science. Yeah. Um, and one of the big reasons why I went to psychology is because, you know, I had OCD and actually the first time that I ever kind of realized that I might have OCD is when in high school, when I took my psychology AP class oh. and they talked about it and I was like, this sounds exactly what I've been suffering from. <laughs> um, this me? Is this me? Is this me? I think this is me. I think this is me. And you know, you know, I grew up in a very traditional like Chinese household, you mm-hmm. know, so like that's, you know, all this kind of delving into that definitely isn't, was not on the table or even just in their awareness, mm-hmm. you know? So um, when I started to realize that I tried to get some help in college, you know, mm-hmm. got, you know, I went to Rice University in Houston, Texas, if you know where that is. At the time when I was going there, the mental health care for students was less than ideal, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, to put it nicely, less than ideal. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> and um, so I, I tried to go to a therapist on campus yeah. and they referred me off campus. And oh, okay. when I tried that, it was very difficult for me because I was having a very hard time with trip, depression and OCD and all that kind of uh, all yeah. anxiety and stuff. Yeah, like I need help. Don't yes. push me away. away. And yeah. they pushed me away Aww. and it was very difficult. Um, Were you able to find a good therapist no, outside? No. See, that's a, that's a hard thing because I mean, going back to therapy, I've had therapists that it's like, you like it doesn't, it's not a good fit or they're mm-hmm. like not good, you know, and that can, that can turn people off. Exactly. Know? It's and a lot of work. It is a lot of work to find someone that you feel safe with and, mm-hmm. uh, that gets what you're going through. And is available, not booked the fuck up. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, and to expect someone who's what, 20 years old, 19 years old to fucking do that on their own while oh. it's going to college and trying yeah. to like, ugh. 
that's impossible almost, you know. You're not a person when yeah. you're 20. No, you're not. <laughs> I Guys, if you're 20, you're not a person. If you're I listening. I like a person. <laughs> Cassie, yeah. you are a person. But definitely at 20, you ain't a person. Yeah, tw- if you're 20, you're not a person. You're not a person. But if you're Cassie and you have a one-bedroom apartment with a bunch of cats and you're recording a podcast <laughs> uh, in LA, you're a person for sure, definitely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to believe it, but I will say it because... I want you to feel that way. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, anyways, so, so no luck there. No was luck it there. Later, when you were able to get help, or so I guess, I guess I'll start from the beginning. So I've okay. always had OCD uh, since I had memories. I would mm. say, and to you, kind of preface this a little bit, sorry. Go. Did oh, you wanna, I was going to say, do you want to go into like like symptoms? Yes. Like, so people yes. can understand what yes. this is. Yeah. Okay. So what OCD is? I think most people. What most people know OCDS is as someone who likes to be very organized. Yeah, like clean, clean, clean. Yeah, clean, clean, clean. Where where that's not, I mean, that's one of my biggest pet peeves, but it's mm. not, but it's not at the same time. Like, cause I get it. It's like, okay, people are just saying this because they're just using it as a term. Yeah. But at the same time, like that's not what OCD is at all, really. Mm-hmm. Like OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it manifests in a lot of different ways. Okay. And um to kind of just define it, OCD is basically um, is an anxiety disorder. It's anxiety mm-hmm. based, mm-hmm. Um, and it's when you have obsessions or intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. um, that drive compulsive behaviors. Mm-hmm. And it's only a disorder if it impacts your life and takes um, impacts your functioning. Mm-hmm. And usually, they quantify that with like maybe you spend about an hour of your life every day having to deal with this disorder. Yeah. Um, so maybe you have an hour worth, an hour's worth of rituals that you have to go through um, yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, or you have an hour's worth of obsessive thoughts that are in your mind mm-hmm. that you have to deal with every day. Mm-hmm. And so for me, what most people don't know about OCD is that they usually see the, the compulsive side of it. They see the organizational like obsessiveness. They see the, you know, like I have to be very, very, very clean, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But what they don't see is the obsessions behind them. And that's what's going on in the inside. It's is a crippling anxiety mm-hmm. um, and all the crazy intrusive thoughts that can come out to seemingly come out of nowhere and seem like they're not even a, a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> to kind of go back to like my experience of that is I'm definitely more on the O side than I am C. I have some rituals, but I don't have a lot of them and I don't have ones that are very obvious. Um, I mostly have obsessive and, and intrusive thoughts. So from, from uh, a very young age, I would have a lot of obsessive and intrusive thoughts about, um, how do I explain this about not knowing what, and then this sounds crazy for like a young kid to be obsessed (laughs) with, but like not knowing what was on the other side of, 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 of death. And this is crazy to think about when I was a little kid, because I was like obsessed with this idea and it was so obsessed with it that I would cause me like a lot of discomfort to not know what was on the other side. So I would have compulsions to like, to basically kill myself. Damn. Yeah. Which to figure it out. Yeah. To like, figure it that, out. That was like the only it's way. So mysterious that that would be the only way to really get some sort of truthful answer. Exactly. Fuck. And so as a young, <laughs> I know as a young kid, I was so confused. I was hoping you were going to say like Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say with Ninja Turtles. I, was, I just couldn't stop thinking about Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> what do we like to be green? Yeah. <laughs> to love pizza. <laughs> 
Oh boy, I just can't stop eating pizza. Sounds like you were a kid. <laughs> oh, I um, wish. Oh my god, yeah. that would have been a great that would have been obsession. A, yeah, yeah. Oh my lord, you would have just been trying to like sneak into sewers. <laughs> yeah, I would just be trying to like find my splinter. Yeah, you know? picking up, picking up a uh, uh, a big old staff. Yeah, who was yeah. that? Raphael? I don't remember. The, I think who that, that was Leonardo. That's Leonardo. I don't know the Ninja Turtles very well, obviously. Wow, well, well so, that was my OCD. That was your OCD. <laughs> was Ninja Turtles. Insensitive. <laughs> no, I don't give a fuck. Okay. I don't care. I don't care. Because um, I know you woke, girl. I know you woke. <laughs> I try. <laughs> so you can joke about it. If you're woke, you can joke about it. Um. Um. But yeah, going that was back my to, earliest yeah. manifestation of my OCD. So, uh, was there something that like you were exposed to death that then you couldn't like? get it out of your head like somebody in your family passed or no it, it was seemingly out of it was nowhere a part of life somehow you it something, was just a, something you learned somehow that there's an end and you were like wait what's on oh exactly were you ra- raised uh, raised religious uh, i know religion talks about death and heaven and the other side all the time i you know i wasn't and that's a whole nother story to get into because uh you know i i i i my mom was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. My dad was raised um, Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> the great religion of, of China. Chinese. Yeah, he <laughs> believes in China. That's a, oh boy. Um, but my my, my mom never, and my dad chose to never really push that on us. I know some people that have gone through the Catholic Church. They kind of go out being like, "Not my kids" or whatever. Mm-hmm. My mom, though, my mom is very Catholic. She still is? Yeah, and still is to this day. But she never, yeah, she just never pushed it on us, which is great. Um, But that's a whole other story to talk about because I, when I was a teenager, I converted to Catholicism and spent a very, like, my whole teenager years being very Catholic and now I'm atheist. Do you Um, think when you were doing that, that was helpful for your OCD? No, that was a different (laughs) part of my life entirely. That was more about depression and me not having a relationship with my father and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but anyways, that's yeah. a whole nother, yeah, if you want to have me back, Cassie, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to talk about myself. Um, it just becomes therapy. And, yeah. then and they're like, please stop. This is not good. Welcome to Wake's therapy podcast with my guest, Cassie. <laughs> I'm always a guest. <laughs> um, no. So, that was my earliest manifestation of OCD. So I would have a lot of my compulsions with that where I would mm-hmm. spend a lot of time preventing myself from engaging in behaviors which would lead me towards that. Like I was always scared of going nor- near the the cutlery because I was afraid of stabbing myself. Mm. I was afraid of like going uh, near balconies because I was afraid of throwing myself off. Damn, um, yeah. And I was even afraid of biting my own tongue or like, Aye. or like, or like trying to like break my own neck or yeah. doing some crazy stuff. So, and you know, I, ha- I would have to spend hours just like sitting and like holding myself yeah, because that's... of these intrusive thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, those, those, intrus- those compulsions kind of took a life of their own mm-hmm. where I would just have a natural fear of any of those situations just because of just even forgetting about where it all started Mm -hmm. those compulsions would stay and and those obsessions would stay and so i would just be afraid of like of like those situations and it naturally kind of evolved um i would say i i i went away from from that and it kind of manifested into into different forms um i would have as i got older i would have obsessions about like acting very inappropriately in public. Mm-hmm. Um, like what if I just like 
yell this shit in class? Like, yeah. what if I just like punch this kid? Or what if I just like, like, like fucking groped everybody? Yeah. Or like, you know, just like crazy shit like that, you yeah. know? And in my head, I'm like, why, why, why am I thinking these things? I don't want to be thinking stop these it, things. Stop, stop, it. It. stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. You know? And, and eventually I just kind of had to learn to live with it. And, mm-hmm. and, and I was in this weird place where I would just be like, here are the crazy thoughts I have a lot. And I just don't acknowledge them ever. Yeah. And so basically I just learned to live with it in my college years. I was just like, Hey, this is the thing I have. And you know what? After I couldn't get therapy and shit, I was just like, you know what? Fine. I'm just gonna have to deal with this on my own. Take care of myself. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't take care of myself in the best way, but you know, I made, you I did made, the best I, you can. I, I got by. You're still here. I'm still here. You're doing great. To this day. Yay. Oh my God. We're so glad you're here. Oh my God. Cassie, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Um, and then was it a couple of years ago that you actually got a therapist and are working with it? Yeah. So I, I've always wanted to have a therapist when I moved out here, just in general, just to help mm. me deal with life. Yeah. Um, but I tried to get one when I first moved out here and it was very difficult because I called a bunch of people and they were all booked up and mm-hmm. then they would refer me to a bunch of people. I would call all those people. They were all booked up. Yeah. So I just uh, yeah, gave yeah. up again. Uh, um, but last year, or was it two years ago? One or, uh, yeah, I think maybe, no, yes. It's, it, I think it was early last year. I started having um, obsessions about... Um, um, little things that was going wrong with my body. Oh, okay. um, like I had I, my my tinnitus was acting up, mm-hmm. and that led to like my anxiety getting triggered, and that led to a whole bunch of other symptoms that I started obsessing about and thinking that I started to have like a neurodegenerative disorder or like ALS or mm-hmm. something like that. And it got so bad that like my obsessions really, really took a life of its own again. And it's the worst my OCD had ever been in a long time where I was having panic attacks at work and obsessing, like I have this disease, I have this disease and I would have, my compulsions were to obsessively check Google and and look up my symptoms and obsessively look up doctors and stuff. Takes you down a dark rabbit hole. Oh my God. I have a headache. I'm dying in I'm dying. two hours. <laughs> and imagine an OCD person doing this where they oh, start yeah. obsessing over it constantly. And it cre- I just created for myself a really dangerous feedback loop mm-hmm. um, to where I was like going to doctors all the time. And I was like, you know, freaking out and like not believing my doctors when they were saying that I was okay. Yeah. So I decided to like, you know what? I'm going to go to a therapist. I'm going to manage this. And... I put faith and trust into these people and I started to go on to SSRIs for anxiety, which has been very helpful. Um, and transitioned over to my therapist, just helping me with my life in general. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the SSRIs definitely was a big part of it too, just getting on some meds to really help okay, throw that so, life preserver out. So there are there is medication for OCD? Yeah, generally SSRIs are serotonin, selective serotonin re- reuptake inhibitors, which also treat depression as well. Um, but what those do is basically they balance out the serotonin in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, usually what causes, what can cause chronic depression or anxiety is an imbalance of serotonin in your brain. Not enough, right? Or um, sometimes... Sometimes too, too much. much. Really? Yeah, it's, it's generally just in an imbalance. Wow. So, I didn't realize you could have too much serotonin that could make you feel sad or anxious. I think I so. makes sense. I think so because I'm not exactly sure because I think if you're – because serotonin is – now this is where we're getting to some armchair, armchair science where I don't know the biochemistry that well. Great. Um, so just, I'll try and just contribute uh, the little bit I know <laughs> because I have always associated serotonin and endorphins as – Happy and good. They are. And I think what happens is if you're depleting those reserves a lot, mm-hmm. that's where the imbalance happens where when you deplete them, 
then you are left with not having it for a while. And that's where the depression comes in. Yeah. Um, so when you have it in a balance that way. Oh, you know, so it might shoot out too much and then not a little. And that kind of uh, is like bipolar disorder or manic where maybe when you have too much, it's like everything's great and you're spending money and then it's all gone and then things bad. Exactly. Bad. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You nailed it. Yes, you nailed it. You nailed it. I still remember some of this from my classes. (laughs) You nailed it. You got it. I think it's so fascinating. No, I mean, what what do you think about, what do you think, what's fascinating to you about it? Oh, I just think it's fascinating that like, like, I don't like to refer to people as this, but it's something I've been hearing people refer to. say it. Is that we're like bags of meat. (laughs) Oh, we're bags of meat. We're walking bags of meat. We are. Yeah. We're totally walking bags of meat. Um. You know, I, I do a little bit of, I make science videos for kids. So it's like very elementary, but like, you Did know, you like, tell me this. I don't think I told you this. Cause that is very cool. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that is very cool. Oh, I'm thanks. all about science kids for yeah. bits. Yeah. We're trying to make science like fun for everyone. Uh, I, like, cause I think, especially in elementary school, you don't really, I know for me, we didn't do much science. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until middle school. Oh and, yeah. And then, yes, especially back then girls were just constantly told you're going to be bad at math and science, Ugh, you know, terrible. I know. Terrible. It, it's terrible. Terrible. Um, so we use puppets and stuff to be, <laughs> to be like, I think you've told me this before. Yeah, actually, maybe, I think you yeah. have. Cause I, cause I, I, I remember being very delighted oh, <laughs> with great. the idea that you're yeah. using puppets and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we recently did a video like on how the, how the human heart works and Ooh. stuff. Yeah. And what's so great is like, by making these videos, like I do all this research and then it just reminds me of like, oh, we are these walking bags of meat, you know, mm-hmm. and that our bodies are like working even when we are like not even aware of it, you know, breathing oh, yeah. and pumping, pumping blood. And but also like all these like hormones in us and like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're and not these- you're not as controlled as you as much as yeah. you are. No. You're not. Oh, like one of the like the first things I realized you know, this is many, many years ago, but it's like, oh, when I'm hungry or I'm sleepy, I'm grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, if I take care of these basic needs, then I'll be happy, you know? (laughs) But that was like my body's way of like, because I know a problem for me is I work myself, uh, especially in college, like to the point of exhaustion, Mm -hmm. that my body would be like, I guess I'll just make her really depressed to get her to like, sleep and like (laughs) uh so now i recognize like if i'm ever like oh why am i feeling sad oh i haven't let myself relax and take a break in a while Mm. i need to do that for my body you have that mind body connection going yeah i like to check in with my body yes 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 the mind body connection oh boy yeah they're related they're related they definitely are related Mm -hmm. yeah and i think people are usually polarized to one end or the other yeah I, i think before i got that developed that connection i would very much just lived in my head mm, you're too um, separated too separated yeah mm, i yeah. still get lost in my mind oh yeah don't we all <laughs> i'm always daydreaming <laughs> don't we all aren't we all aren't we all just dreamers i'm just a dreamer <laughs> just an idealist <laughs> that's why i moved here to la oh my god got if, my therapist and my daydreams and your three cats <laughs> in your awesome one bedroom apartment i'm jealous that sounds great that oh, sounds great because I have the therapist and I moved to LA, but I still don't have those two other things. You know what? It's going to happen for you. It, is it going to happen for me? Yep. What if it doesn't? It will. But if it doesn't, that's okay, right? That's okay too. Yeah. yeah. Like I my I always say I have, firmly have goals and work towards your goals, but 
I say find the happiness in the present. Oh, ooh, ooh, someone speak my language. Ooh. Someone speak my language. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I try to be like, I don't know. That's I, a good I balance. I really like my life. I think it's really great. And it's like, yeah, there are things I'm like working towards and like next levels I want to move, like, mm-hmm. like move up to and I'm going to keep working. But if this is it, I feel like I'm pretty lucky. Exactly. Yeah. That's very healthy of you. It's very healthy of you. It's yeah, it's it's ooh. If you can only be happy when you attain this thing, mm-hmm. that that's well, I think that's that a was big, a lesson. That's a big old that's a big old lie. There was a while where I was working really hard to get this thing, and then when I finally got it, I realized my monsters just came with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Okay. Okay. I need to deal with the monsters and not thinking that like, oh, also like as soon as you get something, there's another thing. Exactly. Exactly. Life. Endless cycle. It's endless cycle. And if you tell yourself that happiness is not, happiness is a, is a, is a, is the path. Happiness is the way. It's not Mm -hmm. something to attain. It's something to just be. Ooh, you know, yeah, I like it's just that. the life that you live, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. you know, peace is, you know, uh, there's no way to, oh, this is a very, this is a very, uh, I love the saying, there's no way to peace. Peace is the way. There's you no know? way. What? There's no Say way it. to peace. Peace is the way. Oh mm-hmm, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. It's not about, you know, you know, like. You know, like, oh, we have to, you know, have to have wars to have peace. And, you know, you could say that. I, I accept that that might, may, may have been the situation in the past. Mm-hmm. But I definitely am behind a philosophy that we should be acting out the way that we want things to be rather than yeah. saying that. But there's one, you have to do something else to attain that. Mm-hmm. So anyways, <laughs> anyways, back to OCD. <laughs> back, to OCD. Um, I, back to it. I, so, oh, I, we were talking about medication. Medication. Oh, we're talking about SSRIs and medication. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I've always been, you know, especially when I was younger at the proponent that like, you know what, I'm just going to fucking, you know, power of will and just. Right. Well, again, I think it goes it. back to that social like stigma of like therapy is bad. Mm-hmm. Taking medication for mental illness it is even, oh, uh, that's even worse. Something's really wrong with you, buddy, buddy. Yeah. You know, it's like People don't think of it as like. Oh, if I, if my blood pressure is high, then I take medication Mm -hmm. or, you know, if I like, if I have a headache, I take an aspirin. Mm -hmm. If I feel sad, I can take antidepressants. Mm -hmm. But like, again, uh, a majority, well, I don't know a majority, but part of our society is like, that's not cool. Yeah. You know? And And like, there is like, it's kind of like campaigns against not, I don't know, maybe I'm not, I'm not as connected as I was before, but when I was taking Mm -hmm. classes, Mm -hmm. they would talk about like campaigns against psychiatry specifically and how like, and, and I remember them saying like, go to a psychologist first, don't go to a psychiatrist because a psychiatrist is just going to be like, oh, here's drugs. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a job. Yeah. And a psychologist will be like. Let's see if we can do like cognitive behavior therapy to like see mm-hmm. if we can, you know, get you to like acknowledge what's going on and deal with it before we move on to drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like a psychotherapist is going to ha- be able to develop an overall plan for you that mm-hmm. would make sense. And then the psychiatrist comes in if you need it. Yeah. And you like know? ideally, too, uh, I was talking to a friend about this is like in a perfect world, you would have your therapist and the drugs and you would be like, it would have like a working relationship with both of them as you're like, um, which is what I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then like, if you get to a point where you can like 
wean off the drugs and you do or if you have to just keep upping the doses like that's another thing you just have to do or exactly whatever. exactly but it's like you're just constantly working on it where i think uh like your situation with uh trying to find a therapist in houston is like sometimes you just go somewhere and they're like here's they just throw drugs at you or mm-hmm. or the psychologist isn't a right fit for you. So Mm -hmm. you're not really tapping into what's really bothering you. Exactly. And that's really tough because that's a lot to expect out of a person who needs help to to put so much on them to, to have to get the help they need to find the right help they need. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's just, it's just very hard. You know, Mm. that's why it's so hard for people to get mental health. They need better people. We need a better support network for them. Um, I do want to touch back on the, on the, on the drugs thing. Yeah. Um, one thought I had was like, I get why people are very anti-pharma because mm-hmm. like, on cause like I definitely, uh, you know, you know, I, I, I am a proponent of a more, um, I, I don't want to use the word holistic cause I don't like the connotations that come with that, but I, I want to come with, uh, uh, um, a philosophy where you look at drugs as a tool that you see may or might not help you, not just as the solution. Mm, I think yeah. that's where anti-farm people come in. It's like, yeah. it's like you can't just take your drug, you can't drug your problems away, which is right. totally like a valid, valid. point. And yeah, you know? and, and yeah, and it should also be mentioned that like we're like America specifically is in like an opiate problem. Like we have mm-hmm. too many people that are addicted to opiates and like mm-hmm. like just Valium, heroin, like everything. We're just in a very like, instant gratification kind of culture, you yeah, know. And a very, it's like I take this and feel happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's definitely not the right way to do it. That's not the healthy know? way. To do yeah, it. not the healthy way at all. Yeah, at all. And there are some drugs that I mean, and also people don't understand the nature of some drugs. Like SSRIs are not the same at all as heroin or anything like that. SSRIs don't make you feel good (laughs) they Uh don't like they don't like they're just kind of regulating yeah the serotonin in your system yeah they're just making sure it's releasing at a moderate rate as opposed to like too much or too little yeah so how they work is serotonin so they're called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors Mm -hmm. so what happens is um when you have serotonin in your brain um what it'll do is it'll reuptake um a certain amount so that you're not getting too much. Mm-hmm. But in the case that someone who's may not be getting enough, it will inhibit the reuptake of that neurotransmitter. Got it. So that way you're getting enough serotonin. So mm. if someone is depressed, pro- what the theory may be is that they're not getting enough serotonin because too much is being reuptaked. So therefore they're feeling sad a lot. Got it. So they inhibit that reuptake so that you're getting enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that doesn't, mean that like it's flooding your your brain with serotonin because that's what ecstasy does <laughs> yeah it's and just then, making sure and then that for you like don't... a week you're like very sad yeah, yeah. ecstasy because yeah. you've killed all your serotonin exactly and you have it's to take time like, yeah. to, re- to replenish your stores i've never done any before that reason mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. i'm like i don't want to be i don't like being that sad so and yeah. i've seen people who've done it and then like the next week i'm like you are a monster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it can definitely have some, that effect on yeah. some people. But again, it's like, it's just like knowing uh, your brain chemistry. And yes. Everything. And I feel like, um, I mean, maybe I could handle it now, but I know like as a kid, uh, like in yeah, high school, I dealt with like, I was a sad kid for sure. So mm-hmm. when college, when people were doing it, I was like, 
Mm, I don't mm. want to be that sad kid. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just, I'll just dance. <laughs> <laughs> that's very, yes, that's very, wow. You're so, you seem so woke though your whole life. Uh, oh my God. Oh, uh, <laughs> putting your best self, Cassie. <laughs> it's just me taking care of myself. Yeah. That's great. No, that's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, good. That's good. Um, um, uh, okay. So yeah. So you take this, um, SRIs? SSRIs. SSRIs. S-S-S. And yeah, you'd probably just be like, oh, I feel normal. Whatever. Yeah, they even me out. They were able to really help my anxiety. Yeah. The mo- I took them for the anxiety, honestly. Yeah. Um, the was depression any, is just a bonus. Was there any other anxiety medication you were on? Or I, I did take, um, what was it, Lexapro beforehand at first. And Oh, okay. Which yeah. is also an SSRI, but it's a different kind of SSRI. And is it specifically for anxiety or depression? Um, I thought Lexapro is for depression. I think it's but maybe it more for both. depression, but usually yeah. SSRIs work on both, but the chemicals are a little different. And They're not the same chemicals, but they do the same thing. Okay, yeah. So they have different types of side effects. I'm not too keen on exactly the biochemistry. But okay. Do you remember differences between taking the two? Yes. For me, mm-hmm. um, so I'm on Zoloft now. Okay. And that is Cetraline. And that one to me feels more clean. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a very arbitrary experience that I can convey in mm-hmm. words. Uh, mm-hmm. That is impossible to convey, <laughs> but that's how it feels to me. It feels more clean. Yeah. Um, and it feels less side effecty. I felt like Lexapro was more side effecty to me. Was it more? Was Lexapro more foggy? I've heard. Um, I've heard people describe antidepressants as like foggy, or like it just makes them like. Like really hardcore ones is like you're just kind of always functioning at a six. Like you never feel like ten on top of the world, but luckily you never feel one. Mm, mm, you're just kind of mm, like mm. I'm a six. Like even if I heard really good news, I'd be like, cool. Yeah, it kind of melts you out. Yeah, it melts you out. I think most SSRIs in general describe that way. Oh, okay. Um, and I think <clears throat> for a lot of people who do have lots of big highs and lows, like that's a welcome. Yeah. It's a no, very yeah, welcome for, change in yeah, mind. People yeah. are like, I will take that because yeah. the lows are awful. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the highs are too much. Yeah. Oh know? yeah. I've, I know just from my personal experience, sometimes if I'm like too like high, it can, it can be scary. Like it can feel manic or like, oh, I'm not going to control or what comes up must come down. <clears throat> Do you have a diagnosed disorder of any kind? Uh, no. Oh, that's oh, okay. That's <laughs> I don't cool. think so. No, no, no. Um, <clears throat> um, but I think, well, like my issue is like, uh, uh, and I've talked about this on the podcast is like, uh, hmm. just walls up in like intimacy issues. Uh, um, you're trying to protect, protect, protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, going back to like taking care of myself is like, I kind of grew up neglected, not like mm-hmm. in an abusive way, but just like I was raised by people that were like too young to have kids basically. So mm-hmm. I was very much like, oh, I just take care of myself and like. I how. see. Yeah. So, and then, so I wasn't exposed to like, you know, deep uh, emotional intimate connections and all that, all that fun stuff. Um, so. Oh, so, very interesting. Yeah. So now that I'm like working on taking walls down, it's like, it also deals with me just like allowing myself to feel emotions and everything. And um, one of the reasons why I chose to go to therapy was um, I, I got something I wanted 
And then my emotions were just like very up and down and it felt like scary to me. Oh. But now I'm realizing like emotions are okay. Yes. Like I can feel my emotions. And the great thing about emotions is they're like information. It's like telling me like, like what's going on in my environment and how I feel about it. And if I am motivated to do something about it. Are you, sounds like you're very, <laughs> it sounds like you're into mindfulness. Oh yeah. I'm yeah, just yeah. a big old nerd. Oh, okay. No, it's, everything you're saying is definitely in that. Cause I'm a big mindfulness practitioner. So everything oh, you're saying cool. is exactly that. Oh, neat. everything you just said is exactly that. Oh, cool. You, so I guess, wow. So you don't really, are you like into the formal practice of mindfulness or anything like that? Uh, how would I practice? I mean, you, I mean, most therapies and especially CBT and ACT mm-hmm. and stuff like that are mindfulness based. Oh, so you're already getting it if it's not ex- explicitly called mindfulness. Yeah. But a lot of mindfulness comes from like meditation and like Buddhist okay. teachings and stuff like yeah. that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I dabble in meditation. Yeah. 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 yeah, <laughs> if, yeah, I have, yeah. if I have the time, unfortunately it's like, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm so busy, but yeah, I think, I mean, with my therapy, it's like, I'm not, my therapist has never been like, Oh you might have this or maybe we should mm-hmm. get you on this medication or anything. Mm-hmm. It's very much like just like exposing myself more. <laughs> That's, I don't know why that made me laugh, but like, yeah, just being like practicing being more myself and like, uh, and just like uh, feeling it wholeheartedly. So when I am scared of something, just be like, push myself out of my comfort zone and realize and be that okay it's with safe that. and like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly it. It's, terrifying but also has been really rewarding and wonderful because it's like i'm like yeah for like the first time like taking down some walls and like being uh more myself don't you feel more free i do yeah and i actually feel more happy and like in general i'm like a pretty i think happy person but my best friend like uh, a couple months ago was like he even told me that he's like, you're usually like fine, but I've noticed you're like just more like happy. Mm, and I'm like, mm. yeah, I think cause I'm like allowing myself to live more mm-hmm. than just being like, just take, just pay the bills and do this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's, it's so funny how parallel that is like that. You're just going to be working yourself and it's so parallel to the communities. Cause like all the stuff you're saying is like <clears throat> really just exactly the same as the philosophy of all these people that, mm-hmm. you know, that I know who are practicing mindfulness, who are meditating a lot yeah. and trying to find their spirituality and stuff like that. It's exactly the same. It sounds like you're doing a really good job. Oh, um, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, Maybe yeah, I'll reach like Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, wait, okay, I can tell you what happens on the other side. Oh, please tell me. <laughs> I don't believe in another side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, if I tell you, you won't believe me. <laughs> yeah no that's exactly like what you're saying about like seeing emotions as like information and seeing it as a state of mind that you can that you can be okay with yeah it it gives you freedom you're not you're not being pushed around by your emotions you don't have you don't have to give into that emotional that's yeah i think that's the other thing is like yeah is reminding like emotions are information not like uh, not something you have to adhere to all the time. Yes. Yeah. Cause that's yes. can, yeah. Being run by your emotions. I don't, yeah. I think with mindfulness, it's like finding that balance of like, exactly like, yeah. Follow your rational brain. That's like, you know, do these things to be a healthy person, like exercise, eat right and work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but then listen to your emotions that are like, follow your heart, mm-hmm. <laughs> your dreams. Are, mm-hmm. But like finding the middle ground so you're not like living too much in one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You need to like, you need to, that way you can see both sides clearly. Yeah. That yeah. way you're using, like you said, you're using the information as best you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you see both sides clearly, then you feel, you really do feel more free. You feel like you're living in a way that's, like you said, full, I think. Yeah. And more real. And I think happiness is kind of a word that doesn't really describe it the best. Cause like happiness, mm-hmm. cause like I'm not necessarily like joyful, happy all the time. Right. But Content. I feel content. Yeah, content is <laughs> even content. Word, but 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 yeah. even that's not even the right word, word for it. I feel yeah. it's it's just like you feel. Uh, I don't know. It just feels like you're not. Yeah, struggling. I, I right. I, you I know what I'm getting what at. You're saying like I feel like all the time I'm like learning a different way to like look at an idea of a like a word or something like yeah mm. like when you hear people go like oh happiness I just want to be happy I just want to be happy mm-hmm. like I know. For me, the longest time I just thought like, oh, happy means you're just like laughing and smiling all the time and like spinning around like, uh, <laughs> like uh, sound of music, you know, in a field. We're in a beautiful dress yeah, and you're yeah. in the field and it's, uh, and the sun is shining. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so I feel like growing up like that, like that was like the idea of happiness that was taught to me or yes. what, or somehow I created that in my head. And then. That's what's taught to us. I feel like in America. Yeah. 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 And it's like, you know, be rich and have all this, have it all, have Have it it all, all, have it all. Yeah. Yeah. The American dream. Yeah. Where like now for me, like, uh, I don't know, like an idea of happiness is like sitting down with a cup of chamomile tea and being like, this is nice. Oh, you were speaking (laughs) my language. Oh my God. Yes. Oh yes. I feel like uh, it's just like moment to moment stopping and, and like appreciating it. Like just, but not like, soaking in it but like just living presently and being like wow everything's nice right now you're you're a fucking zen buddhist what are you <laughs> are you do have you even do you even know this do you even know do you know this no. you don't you're crazy <laughs> you're fucking speaking zen language uh, it's insane i can't believe it so i guess I it gotta, comes to you naturally uh, that's we're not nat- well i don't know naturally whatever but like think, you know well i think it, you worked it at comes it but. from yeah and i i think like the, like maybe the sad part is like this is it's come from like a lot of suffering in my childhood yeah and then like so now that I'm because like I know for me like the first time I started to to feel like not depressed and happy was when I uh moved to my house in college and hmm. I was like because that was like an environment where I I finally got out of the environment that was making me so sad you know mm. um which mm. I think that's like a thing most people don't it takes a while to learn is like sometimes you just got to change your environment Mm -hmm, like you know mm -hmm. like maybe you're in a toxic relationship or like yeah you're just like in uh yeah living you need to be in a safe place where you can work on yourself how can you work on yourself if you're being yeah screwed over all the time exactly you know or just or just forgotten you know yeah or or just forgotten yeah you just have people that are taking care of you that are much more fixated on other things and you know that's like that doesn't make them a bad person or anything it's just you're not getting what, what you you're not getting yeah. what you need yeah, you're not getting yeah, support yeah. you need yeah yeah um so when i was in college i was finally like able to, my needs were getting met i was taking mm-hmm. care of myself i got to be super nerdy by going to school all the time and mm-hmm. i had friends like that was for me the first time where i was like oh this is living <laughs> so, you know i felt that way about college too it was a really yeah. great time for me to kind of 
discover myself and my independence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. Do you remember when like in high school people were like, these are the best years of your life. Did anybody ever say that in high school? I, there were so many like, yes. teachers and adults that said that. And I was just like, if that's true, then I should just fucking kill myself. Right <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> and now I think back to that and I'm like, fuck <laughs> you guys. Like, I would never go back to high school in a yeah, million years. That's, that's crazy. I don't want to be fucking teenager again. Yeah, <laughs> no, thank you. Everything about that was terrible. <laughs> Getting up at six in the, in the morning. morning. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, taking classes you didn't want to take. Going to fuck, fucking the, the people? Yeah. The people? Yeah. Come on. Oh, uh, Lord. Nothing, nothing was good. So you had a very terrible high school experience. Yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't, like, it wasn't like I was like, getting beat up or anything, but like I just very much like, like, yeah, it just felt mm. like was the whole like, thing just, just bad the entire time. I just couldn't wait to grow up. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. I was always like, I can't wait to get my driver's license. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to turn 18. I can't mm-hmm. wait to move. Like as soon as I uh, graduated, I moved to New York. And that was a very scary thing for me because I moved 3000 miles away from home thinking that would solve all my problems. Again, you just take 3000 miles away yeah, from San Diego. That's 3,000 miles? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Um, you just moved there like, fuck it, I'm just going to go there oh, with no plan like, or anything? It, uh, well, I went for acting school. Okay, so you got into I like, school. I want to be an actor. <laughs> what am I doing this high school? <laughs> Except I was like very awkward and quiet. Were you in a theater program in high school? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. did you yeah, play any prominent roles? Well, my theater, my high school theater experience wasn't great because um, my teachers only would do like a musical um, and I wasn't a, like a musical person. I was like, mm. why can't we do Shakespeare? Oh, you want to do drama. Uh, or like oh. a drama or like a comedy. Um, so they were always doing music, like musicals. So I was like, fine, I'm going to start an improv troupe at my school and then I'm going to go do plays outside. Um, you did short school. form? Yeah, we did, we did short form. Yeah, oh, I didn't discover yeah. long form until college. Everyone um, in college does short form. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was fine, but it was very much like me. I, I think kind of like kind of a manifestation of like what was going on at home was like, oh, my needs aren't going to be met. So I'm just going to like create it, you know. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. I don't do musicals. I want to do. I want to get my friend Erica and we're going to recreate the dead parrot sketch from Monty Python. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to produce a show mm-hmm. with all my friends and we're going to do comedy sketches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll make money for the, the theater so they can do their musical. Or so this is very, this was like a fulfilling moment for you to be able to do things for your life. Is yeah, that what you're I saying? Think, I think the good thing was like, it did, it made me proud and it, and it taught me like, Oh, I can, I can just do these things, mm-hmm. you know, which served me for, most of my life and, and that's been great. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, well I can keep doing that, but then like maybe I can learn, like it's okay to like let other people take care of me. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying on the flip side. So you like went hard in one direction. Now you're kind of coming back to the middle. Yeah. I yeah, see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. cool. Accepting love. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cassie, <laughs> let people love cats. you. Come I know. on. I'm starting to see that. It makes me feel so happy. It gets me all misty eyed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you? Yeah. Oh man. That's, isn't that crazy that the mind can do that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Block that nice whole gift. part away from you. Cause you're afraid of like, yeah. The pain oh yeah. That, yeah. Like yeah. I'm like 26. You're afraid of being abandoned or something or are you afraid of, Oh. like why um, are you afraid of not letting people love you? I don't know if it's so much 
Well, or I, mean, letting people I guess love it's you. two yeah. things. I want to say it's not because I'm afraid of anything. And it's just like, I just have never really had that. So, oh. so it's like, it is like this walking into the darkness hmm. and being like, this idea that people say exists, does it exist? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like love and. <laughs> uh, but you've been in relationships, right? I have been so in relationships. So did you feel like when you were in those relationships, that was you walking into that dark place? Um, no, I th- really think like my relationships were like, they were very like happy in the beginning. Cause I was like, Oh, I like this person. Oh, they like me. The back. infatuation <laughs> fun stage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it was either they turned into like me taking care of the person. So it mm-hmm. wasn't like a healthy relationship. Those mm-hmm. were like a few of my relationships. And then the others were like, I just would get to a level where I couldn't be more intimate with them, like on like a emotional level. So then that stopped the relationship from progressing. I see. Because I see. I, uh, I know for a fact, like I've always been like a commitment foe of like oh, marriage, oh, family. No, like mm-hmm. I don't want those things. And now I'm like starting to be like, okay, like, okay, why don't I want those things? Yeah. I was about to ask you. So why yeah. don't you want those things? Cassie? Oh, well, I think, yeah, and then going back to like my childhood and everything was like, mm-hmm. um, it, because my childhood wasn't good. It was like, oh, why would I bring a child into this world like to suffer? <laughs> I know? see your own past trauma. You're you're projecting that into your future. Yeah, into your future. But now I'm yeah, learning yeah. like, oh, that's not like necessarily the case. Yeah, and I trust myself to be like a good parent if mm-hmm. I choose to become a parent. Mm-hmm. Still not there yet. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that totally um, makes sense. But then it's also like, and then trusting like, oh, and I will also find a partner that is like good and like will be a good parent too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And a partner that is at the same place as you mentally and yeah. all that stuff. That's hard to find. It's very hard to it's find. It's hard to find, but it's also like, I don't know. It's, uh, it's giving me that awareness of like, uh, it's like when you're ready, like you find the, like someone else's like light comes on too. And then you're just kind of like wandering through the world. And then all of a sudden it's like you find each other because you're mm-hmm. in that headspace and you are looking for whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're looking. Yes. You have to be open to it. Yeah. You have to be open to yeah. the, like, I'm ready to have a partnership with somebody. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I feel like, especially like, the past few years for me, I'm just like, I'm doing comedy. I'm doing comedy. <laughs> and like my light has very much been like, mm, nope, mm-hmm. you know. And then now I'm just like, okay, hold on, hold on. Like still trying to figure myself out. And then. Is yeah. this something you're working on? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have a, do you have a, do you have trouble like turning that light on or is it like, what's the challenge there? Oh, um, I don't know if it's like I have trouble turning the light on. I think I just get distracted by other things. Hmm. And, but I recognize in myself that like, I'm, uh, I'm just like more interested in other things right now. So you just don't really care right now. I don't care right now. Okay, cool. But I feel myself like getting to a point where I might be like, okay, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So you're just going to let that naturally kind of, so it's not really a point of contention for you. I'm not forcing it. Like I'm not, I'm not going to get on dating apps. I'm not going to start. I mean, that's kind of the best way to be, to be open. I feel, Yeah. you know, I, I, I kind of teeter at this, like. This like this place where I'm like, well, I want to be open to this, mm-hmm. you know, um, and 
So I'm going to put myself out there and get on some dating websites and because yeah. I want to practice being okay with, with want. This is something I'm working on with my therapist is like, yeah. she wants me to be okay with wanting this because mm-hmm. I, in the past, I've just been like, fuck this. I don't want to deal with this because every time I do this, it leads to pain and I'm bachelor scared. Bachelor for blah, life. Uh, bachelor for life. Baby. Fuck this. Fuck you. <laughs> like, I don't want this, but yeah. actually I really do want it and I'm just ignoring that. Yeah. I so, think, I think everyone really wants it. I yeah. Think that's the secret. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's evolution, we're, baby. We're yeah. programmed. We want to, we want to have that's babies why and stuff. we do opiates and yeah. go to bars and get drunk and yeah. like, and say we don't want it. But, um, yeah, but it's scary because it is, it is like trust and it is like, like my therapist says, like in order to experience happiness, you have to, you are also opening yourself to experiencing pain. Exactly. You have to. Yeah. You have to. And that's like where the, like, yeah, with dating or whatever, it's like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. going to have to go through some people that are like, not right for me. No. And you're going to oh, get I hurt. I like them, but they don't like me, you know, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, 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 mm-hmm. and you keep going, keep going. And then, and then, and then one day you'll find yourself on your wedding day being like, it was you. It was you. <laughs> and then two years later, you get divorced because love isn't real. <laughs> or you just forced it and rushed too soon. Yeah. Or or it's, you know, you just needed to get divorced, you know? Yeah. But or I, like, yeah. Or the relationship was great, but it, it, it hit its thing yeah. and then it was time to go. Oh my God. You're speaking my language again, Cassie. Oh, again, God, well. the happiness with pain thing is just so... I mean, I know, I know we probably are getting low on time. Oh, uh, yeah, we yeah. are. We're pretty soon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Soon. I just wanted to say one last thing was yeah. like when it comes to feeling happiness and sadness, like at the same level, like to realize that they're connected, like that is such a big thing. I feel like that most people don't really yeah. like really know because we're so averse mm-hmm. to pain and so averse to like all these negative feelings. Yeah. Because naturally that makes sense because for survival, we needed to be that way to survive. Yeah. But now that we're all fucking taken care of we're all chilling dude we can we're go to the chilling. store and buy food and eat you know what yeah. i mean you have a job you know most of us we don't need to we'll like never have to fight a war yeah we'll never have to fight a war you never have to hunt and and, and like for mm-hmm. and like farm your own food yeah so like now we have to deal with all these negative emotions and we have to realize that we need to stop running away from them mm-hmm. you know if we if we realize that we can be with them in a really full way that the energy that we're devoting to avoiding them mm-hmm. we can now devote to feeling you know, all of them fully. Mm-hmm. So when you feel all of them fully, the happiness you feel is actually much more fulfilling and real than it was if you were trying to avoid um, bad feelings and only try to feel happiness all the time. Yeah. Did yeah. that make sense what I was saying? I don't yeah, know if totally. I kind of jumbled it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like instead of doing ecstasy and partying all the time, <laughs> that's a way. Like, I feel alive. <laughs> like, no, really let yourself feel alive. <laughs> yeah. Like like the sad moments in life to see them beautifully is is very difficult. But if yeah. you can, it's like I think the word is equanimity where you live mm-hmm. in an equ- in equanimously. You would live in a in a world where every experience is embraced mm-hmm. in a way for what it really is. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't have a bias anymore towards one experience or another. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so beautiful! Deep. Oh that's my god! Deep. But that's what you've been saying. Ah, that's what you've been saying, Cassie, in one way or another. What we've been saying. Uh, yeah, we get yeah. it. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. So go to therapy. Go to- <laughs> get get di- if you get if you have OCD, 
uh, get some therapy get if you can't handle it, you yeah. know, yeah. or just get it just because it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice. Always just remember it's an hour of you. Yeah, it's an hour of you. It's your sanctuary. It's your show, baby. It's, it's your show. <laughs> it's your one man show. Yeah. And there's always something to work on. Oh my gosh. If there's not, if you don't think there's something to work on, then you got a lot to work on, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but do don't we all? Hey, who do you we think you are? We all fucked up. Yeah, come on. None of us is perfect. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Is this, are we wrapping this up? I think we're is, This is up. a great conversation. Yeah, what a great conversation. Oh my God. I did not realize. I thought I was going to say some controversial stuff on here. No, you just, like, <laughs> just ate it up. It's perfect. Woo. Woo. Oh my God. Same wavelength. We got yeah. it. Yeah. Woot woot. All awesome. right. Bye. Bye. Wait, uh, is this it? We're done? Or, is that the ending? Is that the ending or is there know. one final thought? No. Or, wait, Anything else you want to say no, about a CD? N- no. I, I, I mean, uh, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> I love to talk about this stuff. I also forgot to tell you, I do record intros and outros. Okay, separate, so you don't know. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like what a, I was thinking. There'll be like some cute music and then I'll be like, thanks guys for listening. Guys, Cassie's going to talk to you after this and it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> and goodbye. You guys are great. Bye. Bye. And that's our episode. Way K, thank you for coming on. Guys, wasn't that very interesting and honest and vulnerable? Ay-yay-yay-yay-yay. But it was great. It was good. So nice to have Way K over. Just somebody very easy to talk to. Makes sense that he uh, was into psychology. We psychology nerds, we like to get deep. You can follow Way K on Twitch at Desk Clerk. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Cassie Jerkins. And if you haven't already, rate and review this show on iTunes. And if you're shopping on Amazon, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash dumbnerds. Click on that support our artist button and it takes you straight to Amazon so you can shop like you normally would. And that gives us a little kickback to help keep this show running. Have a great week. I love you. Bye. Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.